Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Dinner Weeds podcast. My name is Banner Hunter Palin, and today I have my co-host. We got Zerta. Yo. We also have Dragon Soul. Hey, everyone. And last and never least, we got SoCal. Ahoy. So today, this is episode five, and we're going to talk about the greatness of Kanesuba. It's a show that I watched a while ago, and I think this is SoCal's first time watching this show. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so today we're just doing a little recap and review, so let's get into it. So, starting from the beginning, who's your favorite characters? You know, the first few episodes is introducing them all to us, and um, honestly, my favorite character is probably still Darkness. <laughs> Oh, oh she my is God. she is a great character. <laughs> I fucking can't. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> um favorite character, I think I think I'm gonna go um mostly because of the extra characterization in the light novels with Megamine. Uh yeah. because she's like the only smart person besides Cosima. She just chooses not to use any of her uh intelligence <laughs> she's the best written character in all of fiction i don't care what no one says man <laughs> mega meme is the best simple if we are just basing it off of the anime then yeah simple is right <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh darkness however is simple but in a good way <laughs> she is very... simple and straightforward you know exactly what she wants she's very Dark... single-minded darkness is why i can't watch anime in public <laughs> i mean that should be megamine because uh you, you're getting a little too uh feisty with that jailbait pal well, listen, listen also have listen. you seen how she treats her magic staffs ew <laughs> I try not to listen, think about that. Listen, Megamine is the best written character in all of fiction. And it's the same way with all the characters because they are so powerful, but they're so useless. But I think <laughs> I think Megamine like amplifies that to the like maximum. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, Megamine is that embodied, man. I'd say that like Megamine isn't the best of useless but powerful, because like she can still take out a first wave. But take someone like Aqua, for example. I guess she's useful for keeping cabbages cold. So, Cal, who's your favorite? Honestly, I might have to go with the main character. Um, Kazuma. So, yeah, Kazuma. I'm like, fuck, what's his name? I couldn't think of it for a second. He's hysterical. Uh, He's definitely one of my favorites because I'm like, I can kind of relate to this like shut-in, neat kind of character. I'm just like, <laughs> I never leave, never do anything. And I'm always like, yeah, if I was in a video game world, I could totally survive. And then it's like, you actually go into a video game world and you're like, fuck, this is actually a lot of work. <laughs> you in high school. <laughs> yeah, me in high school. Hello. Yeah, it's like, hey, wait a second. Um, There are no labor laws and I'm not actually a master swordsman. Yeah. I- and then it turns out he's the best person in his entire party. Poor Cosma. Poor Cosma. I feel for him. Yeah, I I love Cosma. Like he he's a great main character, 
and especially the way he handles with those those three useless women. It, the whole dynamic of that squad is just great. But Cosmo is definitely one, like my second my second favorite character of the show, though. Okay, but I love how uh, Darkness will go out there and sacrifice herself for the people. We both know that's a load of bull that she only puts up as a front so that her family doesn't disown her. Not that they would. They know. <laughs> for the people. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. Okay, well then, as a change, who is your favorite background character? Non-main character. Personally, I'm a huge fan of Wiz. Wiz oh, is pretty is great. But I also really like... uh. I don't know his name. Which one? The big burly guy. Oh yeah, always... <laughs> Welcome to the gates of hell. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, I hold it. I hold to this day my theory that that guy is actually the demon king. Hold on. Who who is a whiz again? A uh, whiz the... is the shopkeeper. Oh yeah, that that's what I was gonna say too. I forgot. I keep forgetting her name, but yeah. Yeah. She's a lich. Oh. Yeah, I can't remember what, what she was. Yeah. Think of the name of my favorite background character. I think so, Cal, who's your favorite background character? Um, I might say only because of the horrible crude jokes, but um, I think her name was Chris. Basically, the girl who always gets her underwear stolen. Yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> no, wasn't Poor her name, child. Wasn't her name Eric? Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. It? I don't know, but that is that is also my favorite character or favorite background character um, from some information I have in the light novel uh, that I'll hold off for uh, spoilers. But, oh my god, she's just... You know what? Do you guys mind the spoiler? Uh, it's nothing that's ever mentioned in the anime. Okay, warning okay. to listeners. There is a spoiler ahead. So... The reason Chris is my favorite background character is she is actually the goddess Eris, um, the one who uh, Aqua's underling, the one who uh, Cosmo sees when he dies now that Aqua's in the other world, and she just goes down into the world to have fun as a thief. Oh, really? Shit, that's something I would do. I'd do that. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. Yeah. Never would have <laughs> guessed, right? Which really does show that Aqua was telling the truth when she uh, said something in season two about a certain goddess patting her chest. No, she <laughs> says it in season one when he dies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, remember? Because then right before he's pulled out of there, he goes, I don't mind patting. I don't mind patting. <laughs> Um, I think my other favorite character, uh, side character, I guess technically a side or background character is the, uh, is like the headless night dude. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, he is so great. He's just pissed, he just wants to have a nice quiet day in his home, but people keep exploding it. <laughs> right. So, uh, skipping ahead to, um, character introductions, who do you think had the best character introduction? Mm. Um, 
I might say darkness because it's like, oh, wow, we're getting, like, this really interesting, loyal, like, knight character. And then the weird shit happens. It's like, oh. Yeah, then I, I, I'm on the same page as you, but I may be biased. And she is also just my favorite character is that she comes up. She seems normal at first. And then almost immediately, something just starts to be off about her. You're like, why is she doing that? Why is she blushing? Why is she breathing like that? Why and then she gets onto the battlefield and you're like, oh no. <laughs> I'm just relieved that she was a masochist and not just an info. That does yeah, that make it better. Oh, yeah, at least then, you know, she can put that to good use tanking. It's <laughs> like someone was putting their D&D character together and went, What's a good flaw for a tank? Got it. Masochist. <laughs> and that makes sense. It makes sense. So how about you, Palin? Who was your favorite introduction? Honestly, I'll have to go with, with uh, Cosmos. Because I think just his personality and him as a main character is just really like, different from other main characters from Isekai series. And the way he just kind of like flexed on Aqua was just just epicness to me. And then, you know, later uh, in the show, I'm not going to go too far, but didn't they meet like another character who met the goddess and he came down here with like a sword or something? Yeah, they uh, yeah, also that met him in season one. Yeah, they met him in season one. Yeah, and, and it, it kind of shows like what he came down there with and his... His thought process, and then how Cosmo thought was like, "Nah, you're." His coming name with was Kyoya Mitsurugi. How do you remember that? I have it right here. Oh, <laughs> it's called <laughs> Google. I remember. I was like, how do you remember that guy's name? But yeah, no, nah, Cosmo is just like a damn. A I should have lied. Yeah. Oh, you know, I just remembered. <laughs> There's no way you would remember a name like that. <laughs> just how different Cosmo is, and. How he just interacts with with her, like most main characters, probably wouldn't have done what he did, which was evident in the series in itself. So yeah, I, I love Cosma for that. Oh yeah, like Cosma also had my favorite character introduction, just because of how like simple and to the point it was. He, it shows that he's a good person when he tries to save somebody's life despite his very obvious shortcomings. Um. He then proceeds to die in an absolutely wretched way, having a uh, panic attack that leads to cardiac arrest somehow, while uh, the doctors and his parents all laugh at him dying. Then he ends up in another realm, where the goddess who presides over the dead proceeds to make fun of him constantly, just to blow off a little bit of steam. And he decides, you know what, screw it, I'm petty enough to take revenge for that, and then drags her kicking and screaming into a... Uh, basically a hell dimension and just laughs maniacally as he's lifted off into the sky. It was so beautiful and it was probably one of the funniest moments in the show, despite happening so early. Like, definitely not the funniest, but definitely one of and it was so good at setting the tone for the entire show that I just have to pick Cosmo's introduction. It was flawless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely set the like the stage for the rest of the show. So now, uh, I'd like to talk about one of my favorite episodes titled 
a panty treasure in this right hand. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it is one of my favorite episodes, second only to when he does the hand gesture. Oh, the, 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 that gesture <laughs> oh, where god. they're like, I'm, I'm gonna call the guards! <laughs> but the first time was pretty great. It was pretty innocent. He was just trying to, you know, learn how to do this skill. And he finally gets taught. And you have no control, according to the show, you have no control over what the spell steals. Well, it's based but, on your luck. It was based on yeah, your luck. Yeah, but because he has really high luck, he should get something good. <laughs> And oh boy, does he. <laughs> As you might have guessed from the title of the episode. He, uh, gets the blackmail cloth. <laughs> Man gets panties. And it's just such a wonderful skill. And comes in super handy later on. <laughs> yeah, he legit uses it effectively in battle later. But... Early on, it's just, yeah, he's going to use this to cause mischief. And later on, it's still, I'm going to use this to cause mischief. And to threaten women, apparently. <laughs> or to show off in the pub. Oh my god. All he's of the men cheering. I, I'm sorry, but the way it was said makes me think he has done it way more often than it shows. Because it's, hey, Cosima, why don't you use your specialty? Yeah. Ugh. I just love when he's like I just love when he's waving them around. I'm like, oh just, my god. He he takes them. Yeah, he grabs them. It's like, These are my and he things. proceeds to windmill it over his head laughing manically, as if he is the king of all creation and all of us his loyal fools. He has the ultimate treasure. Now is is this the same episode when they put like all that budget in that hand movement? No. No, that's unfortunately a bit later on, but that hand movement was probably <laughs> the single creepiest and also funniest things I'd seen. And I'm glad that they used that creepy. clip more than once. It I mean, they spent the money. Me. Like, they put so much animation and money <laughs> into that one scene. Oh my god, I love that scene so much. Every time I see it, I'm like, I'm calling the FBI. I can't. I'm calling, <laughs> I'm calling Chris Hansen. I don't know. I'm calling somebody. But let's not also forget when for, what was it, a year straight. Oh my god, it was. Megamine <laughs> blows up what appears to be an empty castle in the distance. This poor girl. Only... To have it later revealed that it was not in fact empty and housed one of the Demon King's generals who was getting fairly miffed at the fact that, well, his castle was getting blown up every day for a year. I just like that he was like, I'm just trying to live a peaceful life out here and some fucker keeps coming over here and blowing up my <laughs> fucking castle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to have a nice life and somebody keeps fucking with him. 
And she's so. literally only doing it because she has no other place to, like, not no, well, also no other place because she was banned from doing it near the city, but <laughs> uh, because she has nowhere else to, uh, well, there's no quest is what I'm trying to say. I could speak, you guys, yeah. I swear. <laughs> but uh, there's no quest because this guy moved in so come on let's be honest really it's his fault he had it coming he how dare he move in near the city trying and to then, have a normal life <laughs> and then later when he tells them hey stop doing this and she proceeds to continue to blow up his castle not because you know she has no other place, but because she just really likes blowing up that castle now, and there's nothing he can do to stop her. <sighs> oh, she's great. She's she's the best. I, I also wanted to mention, uh, I think it's from the same episode. <laughs> Fucking darkness being darkness here. but That uh, was that episode. Oh my god, it just... Was, uh, okay. the... <laughs> she runs in, trying to protect her friend. Because, you know, darkness is all about protecting her friends and the citizens and has no other alternative <laughs> I swear I can speak she's no other motive yeah. you know except for the fact that she really likes to make sure other people don't get hurt mm, but go ahead SoCal <laughs> say the line <laughs> So she's trying to defend everybody and he's like looking on at her and he's like, you know, giving the evil speech and whatever. And she's like, I recognize that look. You wish to defile me, don't you? And it just goes quiet and he's like, what? <laughs> just just what? What? He's just, just the so most genuine funny. confused whatever. <laughs> what? Like, what? Oh, I'm not. Stop. People will get the wrong idea. <laughs> Don't get the wrong idea. I'm evil, not a lecher. <laughs> I'm evil, not that evil. Uh, so good. Anywho, he places a death curse on her, but... Oh, and tells Megamine that she has to go to his castle and fight everyone there and then fight him if he wishes to free her of this curse. But of course Aqua takes it off of her like the second he's gone. Yeah, and... Everything's good. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that, Palin? Hold on, which, which scene? The darkness scene? Uh, when, uh, the death curse gets placed on darkness... You know, honestly, like, for some reason, every darkness scene is kind of, like, blurred in my memory. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. She is to be fair, a... she's always doing the same thing and in the same exactly. pose. And it's so Arms scary. wide open, just accepting it. It's cringe. I can't, I can't do, I cannot deal with darkness scenes. I really can't. Like, I don't know what How it is. How dare you? She, she does the absolute most, man. What? Did this happen in season one when like Cosma met her father and stuff, or was that season? Two? No, that's season two. That's right, spoilers. I'll be, I'll be quiet then. I'll be quiet. She's she. I'll be quiet then. But yeah, you're like you got to see it yourself. <laughs> the woman's insane. But yeah. Um. 
then after that, uh, that, after the first time we meet the Dullahan, the next episode is where we meet, um, I already forgot his name and I was the one that brought it back up. Kyoya oh. Mitsurugi. Yeah, that guy. The, the sword guy. The sword guy. Sword man. You know. Which, I would like to remind everyone, is the same episode where they dip Aqua in a lake, in a cage, like a tea bag. <laughs> oh my right. god, that was so great. <laughs> she just had a <laughs> just doing the so... death roll on her. <laughs> yep. Good stuff, good stuff. And just, of course, as Aqua is screaming and crying and being traumatized for the rest of her natural lifespan, which, you know, being a goddess has to be pretty long, right? Uh, there's just darkness up on the hill being like, can I go in there instead? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but then she gets back, we, we go back to town and you meet this dude who is just absolutely such a knight. <laughs> He is the typical uh, isekai protagonist. Ama amazingly nice. Uh, has a harem of his own. Um, and also, uh, you know, just a good guy with a powerful artifact. Yeah. And I love how none of the girls who are with... Uh, um, wow, his name just flew out of Cosmo. my head. None of the girls who are with Kazuma like him. They all hear him talking for the first time and go, I don't like this guy. He's giving me the creeps. <laughs> when you got a I understand like Darkness not liking him. I don't see why Aqua and Megumin wouldn't like him. I guess he was too much of a tool. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, probably. Um, but he just, being the uh, typical... Isekai protagonist, he uh, is watching, you know, this party parading through town with a giant cage, and he's like, I wonder what's in there. Wait, is that the goddess that sent me to this world? Why do they have her in a cage? What's going on? Are they selling her at market? No! Oh, yeah. Uh, Thinking that he's going over there to save her, and he instead gets his, uh, prized sword stolen. Which Kazuma, is, it is later revealed, has, uh, Sold for very, very cheap. <laughs> I think my favorite part about that, uh, that whole scene was the fact that um, he's like, oh, yes, this was the goddess I made a promise to a long time ago, and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, wait, who are you again? <laughs> oh, Do yeah, I know you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're the guy I gave the sword to. Yeah, I remember you. She just totally doesn't even know who he is, and he's, like, devoting his entire life to her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Damn, my man just got shut down. So good. Um, that just proves like how big brain Kazuma is. Like everybody else, they're like, "Yeah, give me this nice sword, some armor." He's like, "Nah, you're you're coming with me, man." Like, I love Kazuma for that. This is yeah. <laughs> and that's the episode where he does the hand thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the best. I hate it, but I love it. The filthiest clean gesture you could ever make. Ew. 
I'm about to I'm about to watch that scene over and over. The, <laughs> yeah. the, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sure all you need to do is Google Konosuba hand gesture. Which, I'm sure by the way, if you up. if you haven't seen it, what are you doing listening to this episode? Go watch Konosuba. Uh, there are heavy spoilers here, but the implications and the threat there is so so terrible. So creepy. And yeah. Weird. Yeah. Oh, but I also have to say, I love that the exact next episode, the Doolahan comes back, and <laughs> everyone is, like, afraid, and then they go, No! Don't worry! The hero is in town! He'll be here any minute! We just need to stall! Yeah, his legendary sword will definitely save us! <laughs> <laughs> And Cosmo's just like, <gasps> oh crap! What? <laughs> what did I do? You know, at this point, I feel Cosmo could just march up to the uh, Devil King's or Demon King, whatever he's called, just up to his lair and be like, "Hey, can I get a job?" Yeah. It's I like I've already beaten a few of your generals. And, like, I've done a lot of harm to the good guys, too. Clearly I'm competent. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I fucked up this goddess's entire life. Can I get a job now? Uh, <laughs> one of the things, like, here's what I want him to do. I want him to go up to, like, the Demon King or whatever and just walk up and be like, deal. And then he just jacks his underwear and he's like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. It's not the Devil King. It's the Devil Queen. Cosima oh, has an unbalanced skill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Devil Queen is just like, ooh. ooh no, we're okay. watching this show with SoCal, and uh, every time we watch an episode and they come up against an enemy, SoCal immediately goes, "I hope, she, I hope he steals their underwear." <laughs> I do. That would be the best superpower to have. It's like you can steal anything. <laughs> But Turns out Veldora, the Dulahan, actually wore a G-string. <laughs> That's what I was hoping he would steal when he said steal. I'm like, please tell me it's going to be like boxers. Come on, please. please. But no, he steals his head. <laughs> Which was just as good, I think. I'm like, okay, that's Oh, that was great. Good. Steals the Dulahan's head and proceeds to teach everybody how to play soccer. Here's how to play soccer, everybody. I'm like, oh, fuck. Can only use your feet. Don't use your hands like right, this, like and everyone just proceeds to go with it. Uh, that show's too fucking fun. Uh, but excluding Re Zero, how many shows can say that they have uh, multiple times killed their main character? <laughs> All right. So the Re Zero comparison is quite different, and we both know it. <laughs> One of those shows, it's a traumatic experience. The other, it's like, ugh, here again? <laughs> well, I guess Umineko kind of does that. It keeps, like, killing the characters and bringing them back to life. Who? Um, Wait, I know that show. It was one that, it, um, Dragon, I think you know that one. It was the one that we all watched in high school for, like, the longest time. I well, I tried know. And then I gave I up. I guess Higurashi also does that, but that's also different. I wasn't literally Written, asking for examples. Sorry, just, <laughs> you know us. Now you got me thinking, what? 
Anyway, back onto the tracks. Um, but yeah, they the the following episode they literally behead. Well, I I'd say less behead and more behead. They beheaded a headless man. Hey. <laughs> a lot of people hate me and that's fine. I'm used to it by now. Yeah. <laughs> um one those sprites are cute. Oh, adorable. Oh, yeah. Two. I want every single one of them. I want one for myself. Maybe three for summer. Maybe one more, uh, just so that we can try what uh, Darkness suggested and add some sugar on top of one. <laughs> That's terrible. I, I wouldn't have the heart to. They are way too cute. I know. Yeah. But uh, also... Um, if you're a terrible enough human being to decide, you know what, let's take one of these adorable little pure creatures of little white fluffs of snow and, you know, end their lives, prematurely cut their existence uh, off and send them hurtling into oblivion, then something else might come and decide to punish you for your transgressions. Alan? I have no memory of this episode. That's the uh, one with the Winter Shogun. The uh, dude in full, full uh, Japanese plate armor with a uh, sword who seems to be an elemental incarnation of some Japanese dude who was wandering through the wilderness's idea of winter. And Why does like, my brain not remember this? What the fuck? I really, I really don't remember this. What if we were the only ones who saw that episode? <sighs> what was that? Yeah, um... That was my dramatic gasp. So, <laughs> so, of course, Cosma being... Or Cosma and friends being absolutely broke and without any real alternative, decide to take that quest. Uh, the first hint that something wretched will happen is uh, when Darkness seems rather excited about killing these poor, innocent snow sprites. Of course, uh, as soon as the Winter Shogun appears, um, Aqua gets on the ground and, you know, tries to beg forgiveness and get everyone else to do the same. Megamine can't move as she has already blown something up today and she can't handle doing that more than once or anything else in the same day she does that. And so Darkness, of course, is going to refuse because, uh, she wants to be struck down. No, no, she would never. She wants to, uh... Protect pro her friends. Yeah, protect her friends. That's the thing. That's the lie she tells herself. Um, <laughs> or at least others. But Kazuma kind of forces her to. Also, Darkness likes that. Moving on. Um, <laughs> but, well, Aqua tells him he needs to drop his weapon because it shows the Shogun that he uh, still is a threat to him. And of course, when she says that, he picks up his weapon to look at it. And, and promptly, we get to see a spinning view from Kazuma's POV, where he's like, hey, wait, what happened? And then we see Kazuma's body. Minus, of course, his, uh... You know, the place his eye he keeps his eyes. His head. <laughs> his top head. Of course, in the light novel, something else happens to the other head. But... Oh, no! Oh my god. <laughs> uh, one of the characters, Alan would enjoy who, so that lets you know who, um, 
writes the Holy Sword Excalibur on one of uh, Cosmo's extremities after he threatens not to come back to life. Oh, fuck. Ah, Cosmo is still the goat. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> My god. <laughs> he has won. Cosmo deserved that time in jail. Cosmo has clearly won this. Next episode being about the best shop in town. The one that every man knows about. Oh shit. Yes, let's get into it. Go ahead, talk about <laughs> and it. And you talk. want to talk about not being able to stand darkness, Palin? I call thee a hypocrite. Man, he just got thrown under the bus. All I know is that uh, I'm just waiting to get hit by a truck so I can go into this universe to go to <laughs> Oh Jackson. my god. <laughs> Palin wants to get bored by a frog confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Agreed. <laughs> I'm just like, my life is complete. All I have to say is poor SoCal with the bath scene. Oh, oh my god. Uh, uh, she was traumatized. I, I, she I saw more of darkness than she ever wanted to. <laughs> I, I, I still have nightmares about it to this day. Even if it was only yesterday that she saw it. <laughs> we also uh, find out a very important piece of information about a background character. And that that guy in uh, the armor who greets Cosma to the guild by saying, Welcome to the gates of hell, is actually, what was it, a florist? No, it was a um, flower arranger? No, I didn't think it had anything to do with flowers. I Wag- thought it was like a, a, a sewing thing or something. Oh, it was. He was, uh, he did something with sewing. And it's uh, discovered that, no, he's not actually an adventurer. Even though he has, like, an adventurer's outfit on. Walks around bare-chested. What are those things called? Um, pauldrons. Yeah, with big old pauldrons on. I mean, shit, what are you? This is also where we uh, meet some characters who uh, got an introduction earlier in the light novel and don't really play much of a role in the anime. But uh, it's Dust and somebody else um, who, in the light novel, um, previous to this episode, Kazuma had gotten into an argument with because they thought he was living the easy, they thought he was living the easy life, surrounded by strong, powerful women who uh, also happened to be absolutely gorgeous in their eyes, and Kazuma thought that a normal party would be much better as they would actually be useful. So he and Dusk uh, decide to change parties for a day, and Cosma proceeds to go on the easiest mission of his life, saving the party multiple times and being an absolute asset and probably the most valuable member their team has ever had. They beg him to go on more adventures with him with them in the future, and if it wasn't for his normal party threatening to murder him if he did, he would have. And Dust, Dust ends up dying like three times and his party only narrowly survived because some other party found and saved them. And after that, they have a newfound respect for Kazuma because how on earth is he alive and actually managing to finish missions? But, uh, that happened in the light novel? Yeah, that happens in the light novel, which I highly recommend l- reading. I'd never read a book before that made me actually laugh out loud. And at the frequency it does. I've it's... never read a book before in general. Don't That's read. because you can't read, SoCal. 
Who yeah. wasn't supposed to admit such a thing? You know, just kept that to yourself. You know, I just faked it all through high school and just pretended I knew what I was doing. That's how I graduated. Oh my God. <laughs> the actually, that's only partially true. You see, she actually didn't successfully act her way through, um, but everyone felt so bad for her that she pitied her way through. I was gonna say they, it was a pity graduation. That's what it was. <laughs> um, that brings us to the last episode. God's blessing on this wonderful party. The Destroyer episode. Oh, we finally find out what the Destroyer is. The answer: a giant laser spider with uh, well, a giant mechanized laser spider that likes to explode if you incapacitate it just so you know i read the wrong title it's actually a final flame for this over-the-top fortress i apologize get it together dragon (laughs) oh so cal i've been talking too much (laughs) oh um so i mean you basically described or explained what the entire like point of the episode was um i think the part that made me laugh the most about that scene was uh, when they find the guy's journal inside of the moving fortress. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, oh, man, I got stuck doing this bullshit job, you know? Yeah, I just told him, uh, yeah, this stuff called, um, called like, coronatite or whatever is the only thing that could power it. But, I mean, they're never going to be yeah, able to Yeah, and he it made anyway. it up. Yeah, and page. if you read the light <laughs> novel, it turns out that coronatite doesn't exist. He just made it up on the fly, but... By the gods, they found it, and he starts panicking. He's like, what the fuck? How did they find it? I thought that was- I just made it up. Whatever, I'll send them on some other strange quest for something called unobtainium. How did they grab it? They found it on another planet with- with the- with Avatar. And I love how they end it with, who builds the- who builds something without an on-off switch? Oh, I do. Oh yeah. well. <laughs> what he just doesn't something like this without an on and off switch. Oh wait, I'm that idiot. <laughs> yeah. And I love that he is the master of Zen because he just straight up didn't care about any of what he did. My god. What was the other thing in there? So uh, there was what another were... line in there that made me laugh too, but I forget. What were some of your favorite scenes? The hand. The hand, yeah. The hand, the hand is the best scene. <laughs> There's nothing that's better than that scene. I can't. Um, I think my favorite scene from a season one, at least. Um, just to add some variance here and not also repeat the the hand. Cos- <laughs> well, not just the hand, but Cosma dragging Aqua into another world, which is my actual favorite scene. Um, I think I'd have to go with. I was hoping I'd know what I was going to say by now. <laughs> you dragged it too far. Well, um, I'll give you some more time because my actual favorite scene, not just the hand, was um, was the scene with darkness and the uh, and the headless knight. Yeah, you wish to defile me, don't you? What? What? That's <laughs> by far my favorite scene for sure. Next to the. Oh hand. my god! I can't wait till we cover season two because everything just gets better. Oh yeah. Uh, I think for my favorite scene, I'm going to have to go with uh, the bath scene where darkness just walks in and not the entire scene, but just her walking in going, 
wait, what? And Kazuma just giving the chill salute and saying, yo. <laughs> the look on his face, I still have nightmares. I fucking can't. God. How about you, Dragon Soul? Um, I'm thinking about it. She is thinking any scene that involves Megumeme giving her speech before she uses explosions. Oh. Those are the best. Well, so Palin's favorite is... <laughs> yeah. Her speeches are just epic, man. Oh, they are. But my favorite part about them... Into the floor. My favorite part about those speeches is that it is canon that she doesn't have to give them. She just chooses to give them. But she does. I mean, yeah, I would. <laughs> oh, they're so beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm about to go watch, like, Mega Meme, like, compilations on YouTube after this. <laughs> Which, uh, SoCal needs to see subbed because, dear <laughs> lord, those explosions are so much better. Yeah. I'm still thinking about my favorite. Yeah, my favorite scene is, um, one we kind of already talked about, but kind of briefly, I think. I know we talked about it, I just actually don't remember how brief it was. But it was when Kazuma steals the Dulan's head and they start using it for soccer. Because I was wondering what he was going to steal from him. I was like, well, is is he an empty suit of armor? Because I know a Dulan is supposed to just be a decapitated person, right? So they should have a body in there. So... I was actually partially with SoCal the first time I watched it, and I was like, yeah, I want to see him steal the underwear. (laughs) But uh, I think I was just surprised, and pleasantly so, to find that when we saw what was in uh, Cosma's hands, it was the Dolahan's head. (laughs) I think my favorite part of that scene was Cosma's face going from slight confusion and and a vacant look to absolute sadism in, like, a second. love Cosmo's expressions. They are perfect. (laughs) They fully express the emotion going through his head. He doesn't even need to speak and tell us what he's feeling. You know the terrible thoughts that he's thinking. (laughs) Which is probably partially because the animators didn't reuse frames. They didn't have, like, a hey, use this for when they feel this. It's like, no, just draw it fresh. That's dope. So that was this week's episode of the Den of Weeds podcast. Again, my name is Bounty Hunter Palin. You can find me on TikTok at Bounty Hunter Palin and also on YouTube at Bounty Hunter Palin. This has been Zerda with Zerda Media. You can find me at Zerda Media on Facebook and at Zerda MTG on YouTube. This has been SoCal. If you'd like to find some of my personal work or if you just want to hear me talk about One Piece, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at SoCalRadCosplay. And this is Dragon Soul. You can find my art account on Instagram at DragonSoul48.